Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Do you remember that one scene in Braveheart where William Wallace and his wife, who have secretly gotten married, her name is Muron, 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 however you call it, uh, and they're flirting in the like the the marketplace, and they get seen by uh, one of the guards, one of those gnarly, horrible guards, and after William Wallace and she split. They, you know, that one guard and a couple other guards grab her and try to rape her. And she's saved by Mel Gibson, who jumps in and beats them all up. But, of course, that starts this huge scene where they start yelling, you know, at uh, Mel Gibson and, and, and her because she's kind of been beat up a little bit, frisked up for sure. And uh, so he gets her on a horse slaps the back of the horse, says, hey, meet me in the, you know, wherever that secret place is that they meet and had their dates when they were falling in love earlier in the movie. And then Mel Gibson more or less runs all around and on top of rooftops and kicks other guys' asses and escapes only to get to the secret place and his wife, Maran, is no longer there. She never was there. And he's like, what the hell? And lo and behold, she got captured before she was able to get out of the little town there and uh and like the 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 local lord or whatever I remember watching this I was like I don't know I was in high school sophomore maybe freshman sophomore I think it was like 19, 1995 right I think it was when it came out and uh I'm like there's no way there's no way you know like he's going to save her I know he's going to save her. You're watching this movie. Like, yeah, Mel Gibson. He's going to he's going to save his wife. And he doesn't. And the Lord slits her throat. And I remember what f- came up in me like watching that. I was like, "What? <laughs> that that did not just happen. Like movies movies don't do that. Movies are like it's happy endings and the hero saves the day." And I was like, "But it it brought out in me Exactly the same emotion that William Wallace feels in the movie. But what was so interesting to me, now seeing this in you know hindsight, I lost sight of one of the, the bigger, uh, I guess, storylines of the whole movie. I got transfixed on the woman and the love and fighting for his love and getting revenge, right? Which, of course, is one of the main, <laughs> you know, main themes as well throughout the movie. But not surprisingly, as a, you know, <laughs> a uh, hormone-driven 15 or 16, 17-year-old at the time, I was all about the, the girls and all the other things uh, that I was transfixed by the and and just the you know the battle scenes and the and the warrior energy but the underlying storyline that I did not pick up on 
until someone shared this with me over the last couple of years, it, they asked, like, what, what was Braveheart all about? I was like, oh, man, it's all about, you know, just seeking revenge and, and fighting for love and fighting for freedom and, you know. And this person was like, yeah, yeah, that was definitely, you know, overtly the the storylines but what was what was the storyline beneath it all did you pick up on that i was like nope uh you want to fill me in they're like it's all about the father-son relationship i was like what he's like think about it you have william wallace and his father at the very beginning and his father will not let him you know come along with him and his older brother but of course william wallace sneaks along and then ultimately comes into this first trap that was set up by um, King Edward, William Longshanks, as he's known in the movie, and he's killed all of these um, men and boys, um, and it's like some type of big trap, you know? And so then later on, um, you know, William is not allowed to go off with his father and his older brother to war, and uh, this is at the very beginning of the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, shame on you. Who are you? <laughs> it's an amazing, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but ultimately, then his father comes home, having been killed, along with his brother. And that's when his uh, his uncle, Argyle Wallace, his uncle, his, uh, his dad's brother, I, I am assuming, Argyle, uh, comes and kind of a, takes him away. And teaches him um, how to be an intellectual and a warrior, both using his head and his sword. So, but then when you go on and you just keep thinking about the different uh, relationships you have, uh, Amish, 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 Hamish, and his older father, um, who I forget. Gosh, what's his name? Maybe is it Campbell? No, I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, Hamish, who's like best friends with, with uh, William Wallace as they're growing up. Um, and so, you know, you have that father-son relationship. You have Robert the Bruce and his father who has, I don't know, leprosy or some type of disease who's confined to, you know, being out of sight. Um, then you have Prince Edward, who is gay and has his relationship with his gay partner, but, uh, you know, his son is the horrible King Edward, um, and seeing how that whole relationship plays out, it's just very interesting. You have a bunch of father-son relationships, and I completely miss that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's somewhat subtle, it's not like, but it's repeated throughout the entire movie, and I think it's pretty powerful. Because there's a lot of different depictions of father-son, you know, with uh, King Edward, William Longshanks, uh, you know, he he just totally hates on his gay son and completely, you know, ruins him in as many ways as it can, you know, um, belittles him and emasculates him and uh, more or less makes... Yeah, I won't even go to into all the details of the movie. You'll have to watch it yourself if you if you haven't watched it. Which again, shame on you if you haven't. Um but then you look at uh you know, the relationship that the 
the byproduct of not having uh, a relationship with his father because he was killed at the very beginning of the movie with, with William Wallace, you know? So he did have a father somewhat in his uncle. Um, but that's, that's interesting to see, you know, this, this political relationship between father and son, between Robert the Bruce and his father and how he's a pleaser and he wants to, wants to do good by other people. He wants to be someone similar and a leader similar to William Wallace, but he, he works so hard to, to make his dad happy and try to keep the Lords happy. And ultimately he makes everyone (laughs) unhappy until the very, very, very end of the movie. Um, and then the really, really tender, sweet relationship is the one between Hamish and his father, uh, who gets injured multiple times in battle and eventually is, um, eventually dies after one of the, the latter, you know, battles in the movie, but how much they are warriors, but how much they love each other and, um, just honor each other and how much of an impact that has, uh, on, on him. It's just interesting, really interesting. So I don't know if you've never heard this thought, uh, whether you've watched Braveheart or not, I recommend you go back and, and watch it. That's the only reason why I bring it up and make a quick little podcast episode about it, because it's, it's fascinating to see the different roles, the father and son, uh, are depicted in this movie. And if you haven't really thought about this, go back through and pay more attention to how those those father son relationships are, yeah, are are told in the story. Because again, I, I just think it's so fascinating. the The vast majority of men that I talked to had some sort of strained relationship with their father. It wasn't ideal. And, and the impact that it has on their current relationships with either their children or their spouse, um, their significant others. It's like, it's just interesting. There's a direct correlation, of course, between your, your secure or insecure relationship with your parent or your parents as you were growing up. If you were fortunate enough to have two amazing parents who loved you deeply, who were there for you but also there for themselves and prioritized their love like damn you're you're blessed man you are blessed um i do i truly do believe that the relationship between um you know whoever are your parents it doesn't even have to be biological parents but whoever raises you it it has implications for the rest of your entire life as to how those individuals showed up (laughs) in your life in those formidable years between zero and 20 let's say right um and those and those relationships can totally be healed so even if you have a a parent or a guardian or whoever ended up you know, raising you, even if you, if you have massive anger, frustration, resentment, rage, whatever the emotion is that you're feeling, if you have any of those really, really deep, you know, energetic emotions uh, festering inside you towards uh, an elder, you know, 
even if that individual has passed away, there are processes, which I'm happy to share with you, maybe on another podcast or a one-on-one. There's other processes you can work through to transform that relationship and improve it and heal it and integrate it, even if they're no longer on this physically on this planet. A lot of the stuff, even though my mom was amazing, there are actually other things that came up, different sorts of anger or sadness for my mom, definitely for my dad as well, but specifically for my mom that I did um, many, many, many years after she passed away. And it literally changed my life. So, again, it's just I I want you, if at the very least you go back and watch Braveheart and look at that, uh, look at some of those underlying storylines between, you know, father and son. I want you then maybe to go back and look at your underlying storylines between father and son or mother and son, whatever it is for you that you experienced um, with, with the adults that raised you or didn't raise you. You know, maybe they were there, but they don't. They weren't really emotionally there. Uh, maybe they were absent. Um, whatever the case might be, that a lot of the stuff that we deal with as adults, oh man, is a result of those relationships as we were children. Um, I don't care if you're single, if you're coupled, if you're married, if you're divorced. I know a lot of people that uh, that deal with issues from their childhood that impact their marriage now, maybe impacted their marriage before they were divorced, impacts their relationships uh, as a single individual, uh, and certainly impacts how they show up and they parent uh, future generations if they're blessed to have some, some children. So you got to get it healed. You got to work through these things. Otherwise, again, you're only passing the torch. You're passing along a lot of that that pain, a lot of that sorrow, a lot of that grief onto uh, your children, whether you know it or not. So, well, now you know it because you're listening to it. It's worth it's worth exploring. That's all I have to say. So, anyways, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, quick little episode, but uh, check out Braveheart. And you, if you've not watched it, you will thank me later. One of the all-time classics. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.